Welcome back to another episode of Yes, Dinosaurs Are Extinct. Now, how can we get rid of these homosexuals? Woo! What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? This is Rain Coleman of the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, and you are rocking with none other than John, the John Effect, the Brolivia Pope, the Cheekbone Jones, all that good shit. Sit back, relax, listen to the flip, enjoy the show, tweet, and all that good shit. All right, y'all. Present, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is now time. The one and only. There never will be another. You're listening to the John Effect Podcast. This is episode 241. Yes, 241 of them things. We're not even going to count the pod panel. We're not going to count the panel. We're not going to count independent Jackie and John episodes. We're not going to talk about the Red episodes in the early days, but 241 episodes proper of the John Effect podcast in full effect, baby. (laughs) I am your host, John Salvatore Mackey, a.k.a. Jamal Cena, Cuban Roast, and the Flash, the podcast quarterback, Fidel Cash Flow. But Blatino Ryan Reynolds on these hoes, Juancito Fuego, Cheekbone Jones, Bro Livia Pope, the young OG, the podcast it boy, 68 Savage, because of all these niggas won, the Prince of Potomac, BKA, Being High Gets You MVP, Staying High Gets You Hall of Fame. And you know, I am gunning for the top spot. I want Hall of Fame status. Give me my flowers. <laughs> now I'm joking. Anyway, guys, let's get into some housekeeping. Guys, I'm excited because guess who's back in the motherfucking house? Rain Coleman is here this episode. My brother in podcasting. One of my favorite collaborators in this podcast landscape. My friends. I love our friendship. But enough of that. Nah, not in a shady way, but let's get back on task. So, housekeeping, follow the kid on Twitter, at John EFX. You can make... (laughs) If you can tell by my voice and my slurring and the drink that that the microphone is picking up, I'm fucked up early. (laughs) Like... I try to pace myself when I record the show, but I'm nice. So, you know, don't judge me. Judge your dick-sucking stepmoms. But, yes, use the official hashtag when you listen to this show, hashtag PodQB. Please retweet those links. Excuse me. It helps the show gain traction. And with traction, I am on different people's radars potentially there are new ears potentially listening to the show and right now with this transition away from soundcloud and moving to other platforms i need all of the traction that i can get because there's not a way for me to reach out to you know soundcloud listeners and be like hey i know i don't particularly interact with you but hey can you come listen to the show elsewhere and you know shame on me for not listing the shows other places prior to you know migrating or being told to get off soundcloud but yeah i'm just like 
let's do that. Let let's you know let's help run those numbers up. Let let's. I know this is a new era, and I'm building brick by brick, but it's hard in this indie podcast community. And nigga, when you are solo, dolo like myself, it is hard. Like I don't benefit from where I had SoundCloud. I had a larger listenership. I had you know a larger people that were following the account. So that was, you know, people at least trying it out and then people retweeting or excuse me, not retweeting, but reposting on the SoundCloud stream. So that invited sometimes people to check the show out. So it's different when I'm on different platforms. So that's why I'm pushing and you see that I'm still out here hustling in these indie streets. I'm still promoting to the best of my ability. You know, I can't do but so much on Twitter because I do not want to be a four time Twitter convict i don't need that energy i don't need that type of smoke so i'm very limited and i have to be creative in the ways that i promote on twitter because i was kind of doing the same routine and they flagged me because they you know they saw that it was coming from soundcloud and they saw the logo and the twitter feds and the twitter office out there and i got yanked down so this is knock on wood hopefully this twitter account stays it's been here since march we're going into I'm not going into July. We're going into November, so I'm excited for that. But yeah, guys. Um, also follow me on Instagram, the John Effect. Um, it's my personal page. I post stuff for the podcast. I post stuff that's going on in my life, and I think it just makes sense because the podcast is an extension of me. Like I get on this mic, and I am a hundred percent. Yes, I have a little something to drink. Sometimes I might, you know, smoke a little something. Um, but this show is me, and this is the John Effect, the John Effect. I don't put on a character for this show. I'm giving you me, all of me, unfiltered, raw, and unruly. And, you know, and I thank everyone that rocks with me and understands the show. And I always love when people you know, reach out to me. They're like, oh my God, listening to your show is like chatting with one of my good friends. And I'm like, thank you. That has always been how I wanted the show to be perceived. And when people pick that up, I love it. Um, Also, if you want to email the show, please feel free to email me. The email for the show is the John Effect podcast at gmail.com. Don't hesitate to reach out. If you want to potentially collaborate on the show, send the email out. Remember, it has to make sense. That's my whole thought process when it comes to podcasting and when it comes to the art of collaborating. If you want advice, I can do advice. I've been on this planet for 38 years or 29 if you count my industry age. But yeah, so, you know, let me let me impart some of my wisdom on the youth them. Um, so, yeah, with that, um, also, if you want to sound off, if you want to leave a message for the show to be featured on the show, if you have a bitch what that you want to be featured on Jackie and John, please give us a call. The sh- number for the show, give me one second. I probably have that memorized, but I don't. You can call us. You can text the show 202-643-8776. Um, go over to Apple Podcasts. Write a review, rate the show four or five stars. I would appreciate that so much. And speaking of, you know what? We have a review, and I want to read this review. Give me one second. My shoes don't match my outfit, and I don't know what to do. Suck my dick from the back home. 
Let's see. Come on. All right, here we go. Here we go. All right, so this review is coming from Spence from Views from the Seven, friend of the show. Again, one of my favorite people to collaborate with, one of my favorite people to listen to. Um, so Spence wrote, oh, thank you for the five stars, my brother. Uh, amazing pod. The Johniverse. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. I'm going to I'm going to start using that, Spence. So I thank you for coining that term. I'm going to give you credit for that. So the Johniverse is one that's needed in the pod game. If John ain't leaving you weak with his hot takes, he's definitely cooking with one of his co-hosts, Jackie. And if he ain't cooking with her, he's educating us all with the brother Rain. Um, there is something we can all leave with each and every podcast episode. Salute. Thank you. I, I, it's always great to hear from your peers and especially your peers that you respect. It's always been, and it's always going to be mutual admiration and support. Those guys, the views from the seven and the lovely Shana and the stretch mark and sweatpants ladies, they have a live show in Vegas, December 4th. Um, make sure that you are in the place to be for that. I'm there in spirit. Uh, COVID is still a real thing out here. I do not feel comfortable getting on anyone's airplane, and I'm definitely not driving. As much as I love them, I'm not driving to Vegas all the way from Virginia. So it's all good. It's all love. Uh, let's get into some personal effects. What happened this week? Mm. God is good. I am blessed. Uh... You know what? It's all, it's all, it's all, lim it's all good over here. I, I, I couldn't complain if I wanted to because it's, I'm just eternal. I, I can't thank the Lord enough for all that He's done. Um, this, I, I, I'll pull the veil back a little bit. This, um, was a, a harder week for me. Um, it, it dawned on me the, and I actually took some, some lost time from work. Um, it marked the 17th anniversary of my mother's passing. And I remember the, I want to say the first, the first few years were hard because, you know, she didn't get to see me graduate. She didn't get to see me be an adult. She only got to see me be a kid in her eyes. And, you know, she, for the most part, was not accepting of the homosexuality piece space that I'm in, um, where she reiterated that she loves me unconditionally. That was a blemish in her mind. And, you know, I just, I, I, I sit with my thoughts and, and I have the same mindset when, you know, I'm grieving my father. Um, I didn't cry. I haven't had a good cry in probably a couple of months. Um, and I remember reaching out to Jackie and, and telling her to reach out to some of my close friends um, that were checking on me and everything. And I was like, I'm at, I'm not going to, you never, you never get over the passing of a, a relative. And my mother and I were very close. Even, you know, the, with the whole gay thing. 
Um, and it was just her and I after my father had passed away, her, my grandfather, my grandmother, and my mother, and I, of course, and it was just, it was just weird. It was just, it was just weird those early years. And I know my grandparents feel it just as much as I do because they've outlived both of their children. So they've outlived my mother and my uncle, may they both rest in peace. And it's just, it, it really hits me at the holidays. So the holidays will be a little rough for us because, you know, instead of being six or seven, it, it's down to just three little Indians. And that's okay because I love and pour into my grandparents and they love and pour into me. And I couldn't ask for anything more. Um, so I'm thankful in that space. And hopefully my macaroni and cheese recipe will be perfected by Thanksgiving because I don't need the grand dame to get in my ass shadily and playfully and tell me that she's not eating this. So, you know, I've been working on it every few weeks and just playing around with it, tinkering around with it. So hopefully um, it's good. Um, I'm on the, you know, I, I always say, I think you guys, if you listen regularly, you'll be like, oh, John, one minute you retired from dating, then the next minute you're open to possibilities. Yeah, nigga, that's, that's just what it is. That's what it's always going to be. Yes, I'm not actively looking for anything, but I'm open to what the universe is going to provide to me and I'm with it. So I'm going to freshen up this cocktail um and we're gonna get into gold silver bronze you know catch you niggas and justin in the future It's that time, guys. It's time for gold, silver, bronze. Let's get it. All right, guys. Let's get into gold, silver, bronze. We are closing out Chris Brown Appreciation Month with singles from such a dope discography so we're going to take three singles that chris has provided us and we are going to rank them gold silver bronze there are no there's no comment section on soundcloud because there's no soundcloud so jump in the thread for the new episode drop let me know who gets your gold who gets your silver and who gets your bronze so let's kick things off our first entry, look at me now. 
uh, featuring Lil Wayne and Busta Rhymes, the second single from his fourth album, Fame, released February 1st, 2011, produced by Diplo and Afro Jack, peaked at number six on the Hot 100 and number one on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs. Our next entry, I Can Transform You, featuring Lil Wayne and Swiss Beats, the lead single from his third studio album, Graffiti, released September 22nd, 2009, produced by Swiss Beats, peaked at number 20 on the Hot 100, number 11 on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs. And our last entry, Kiss Kiss, featuring T-Pain, the second single from his sophomore album, Exclusive, released September 10, 2007, produced by T-Pain, took the top spot on both the Hot 100 as well as the Hot R&B Hip Hop songs. So guys, we're tasked. Who gets your gold? Who gets your silver? Who gets your bronze? Let me think, who am I giving what to what? Hmm. You're going to be surprised because you guys know I love Swiss Beats, but I'm giving my gold to look at me now. Um, this was such a, like, Busta was spitting, the beat was crazy, Chris was gliding, the video made me like the song more. Uh, I could have gone without Wayne's verse, but eh, still a great song overall, so it's going to get the summit position for me for gold. <sighs> I'm going to give my silver to Kiss Kiss. Let me just say this. This is back when radio, like, when I listened to the radio and radio would break a song. I remember this song on the radio every fucking 37 minutes. I remember seeing the video all over the place, MTV, TRL, uh, BET, 106 and Park, even sometimes on the Negro section of VH1, um, VH1 Soul, so it was everywhere. Um, and by default, in, in a close bronze, I'm gonna give I Can Transform You. It's cool, I don't hate it. I don't love it. Um, and usually, Swizzy never misses for me. And I think Swizzy gave Breezy a song, I can't think of the title right now, off exclusive that I felt was a better track than I Can Transform You. It was not a single, but to me it was better production. Um, I don't know. I feel like in the early 2010s, Swizz, his production didn't always hit for me because I, when I think about it, I think of like, I I never like what he does with Alicia Keys. I just don't, I, I they don't make sense musically for me. Sonically, it, the output is horrible. Um, I didn't like when he, what he did for Nicki. I just, I don't know. I, th I think for me, his production kind of waned as far after like Tambourine for Eve and some, you know, some Jada Kiss tracks, but it just wasn't for me. Um, but Breezy got a, a discography that slaps. Um, I don't really have any personal ties to any of these songs, but they were great songs. So yeah, I, I, I'm, and I'm thankful. So I, I, I was chatting with you earlier, and I sent you a, a, a screenshot. And I want to thank you, Rain, because 
I could literally, I could not do this, this show without you because I, when I was doing the brainstorm, I was like, it only made sense to do a brain because we just have uh, that rapport, we have that chemistry. And when you agreed to do it, I was like, hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> no, thank you, man. I'm happy to be here. Any, any, even you know, thing and no. Things needed shit. I'm just happy to be along on this ride because this is uh this this some good shit, man. It, I'm saying, nigga, it's it's. I feel like we hit a stride, and then the next month yes. comes, and then we glide. And I'm like, yo, this is this is what's up. This is what when I say when collaboration makes sense. This right here is the epitome of when a collaboration makes sense. Yes, indeed. So we always kick things off with a little Marvel news because we we always we've been eating good since the pandemic. We still in the pandemic. I want niggas to know that the (laughs) pandemic is still here. I overheard somebody say over the weekend, "Yeah, now that we're out of the pandemic," and I'm thinking, "What? Out of what pandemic? People are still dying. This is an (laughs) endemic at this point. It's Mm -hmm. not going anywhere." So, um, I don't know how big of a Guardians of the Galaxy fan are you. Uh, I'm not, but I, how do I put this? I'm not a fan of the characters, but I like those movies. Um, okay. okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that. Okay, so we're on the same page because I will be honest, like, and I think we kind of have some parallels here. When it's come to comics, as far as Marvel for me, the X titles, the mutants have always been top tier and then everyone else falls where they fall. I honestly mm-hmm. was not a, I didn't read the comics for the Guardians of the Galaxy. I wasn't all that familiar with them. I do mm-hmm. enjoy the movies. So I enjoy the movies. I enjoy, you know, the characters. I, I'm still like, how is Gamora Black played by a black <laughs> actor, but Nebula is played by a white woman? I understand they're not blood and they're also aliens, but the representation, I'm just saying. It, it, it really was gonna hurt you to have two black actresses. I mean, <laughs> apparently, I guess they said, "Well, we gonna." <laughs> I guess they said, "We gonna be all right." Y'all getting this um, Asian woman, and I don't even think she's fully Asian. I think she's mixed for um, Mantis. Yeah, that, that that I don't know. I'm not Asian, but that feels very anti-Asian. It, it, but I don't no, know. It <laughs> does. It's like there are all these Asian actresses, and you gonna give us someone that's partial? Well, I, yeah, I was like, ooh, I don't know, man. But I'm not Asian, so maybe they don't have a problem with it. But I was like, ooh, this feels. And I don't, and I don't even think she <laughs> looks Asian presenting. I feel a lot of that is just the makeup. Yeah, and I, you know, and I don't think I've ever seen her. Let me look her up because I don't think I've seen her outside of the Mantis um, get up. I think I saw her one time and she, I think she had like a short blonde pixie cut. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, let, well, let me be quiet because I, let me look up her parentage because she looks mixed race. Uh, she but, definitely looks mixed race. Oh, let me see. Race. Homegirl, dude. But then again, I'm not Asian, so let me, you know, maybe there is a. Oh, yeah, no. Um, Korean mother and French Russian father. But French Russian, like, 
I'm assuming they mean white because if he was Asian, they may say Asian, French. I don't yeah, know. I'm I feel sure like I'm about to get canceled. <laughs> We're not going to get canceled. No, remember, nobody hey. ever gets canceled. It's just, it's just that, this is true. <laughs> so this we, casting no. of Adam Warlock, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, my initial thought was like, oh, that nigga. But then I was thinking like, this is Marvel. Like that nigga going to be fine as fuck by the time He's playing Adam, like as far as body, there's no way, you know, and I, and honestly, I do like it the more I sat with it because right. <clears throat> I feel like they did such a fantastic job with Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man. Not to say every casting is going to be like that, but right. I feel like Marvel has a way and it, it may be problematic in nature, but they have a way of taking a person, an actor, signing them up in these deals, getting them in a certain like peak physical condition and though there may be issues later down the line you this nigga gonna be in our face for at least the next five six years um and i i like that he's funny looking because i feel like seeing him in this adam marvel space he's not a traditionally conventionally attractive white man he is a funny looking ass nigga and so i'm very interested to see what the end result is so i'm actually quite excited for it that it's not just another you know 007 looking white man like I like that because even Chris Pratt regardless how you feel about him I'm not a fan but look at Parks and Rec versus Guardians of the Galaxy that's two different niggas body wise you know so I Mm -hmm. agree I think that's a great parallel that you called out Um, when I first because I think I had saw rumblings of it maybe two weeks ago on TikTok you know everyone's favorite railroad mouth niece um, gave her two cents. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. <laughs> yeah, gave her two cents on the rumor, and then yeah. when it came out, I was like, "Oh, okay." I wasn't, um, I wasn't surprised. Yeah, and I was like, "Okay, they're they're set. They're choosing him to set this up, like you mentioned a few minutes ago, for mm-hmm. several movies. Where I believe this is going to be the last Guardians." I think mm-hmm. this is going to segue into other movies, whether we're going to see him in um, Ant-Man in the Quantum Mania, whatever, or yeah. him in the Fantastic Four. I mm-hmm. think he's going to be around. So I think this is good casting. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a solid actor. From the things that I've seen him in, he's a solid actor. Um, yeah, you're right. Sure. He's not necessarily conventionally attractive. Um, and I feel the way Adam Warlock has been drawn in comics and, and mm-hmm. other media, it's almost been like this pretty, like, mm-hmm. type of figure. So we'll see that maybe his his offbeat look will give the character more dimension and, and more mm-hmm. of a grounded effect because Marvel, even though we're in the Cosmos now, the part of the MCU They've always liked to have things grounded. So I think this might be yeah. actually interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I just, it, I just like that he's not, and, and I, oh, attractiveness is subjective. So right. um, no disrespect to the actor, but I like that he doesn't look like the regular leading man. I like that about him. Right. I, I like that too. I think that's going to definitely give it a different dimension. So we got a few things for the episode. So do you want to do the main topic? Do you want to do Fuck, Mary Kill? Do you want to do our fan casting? Whatever order you want to do things, then we'll go. Uh, let's do uh, uh, let's do some Fuck, Mary Kill. Let's, 
Let's do it. All right. So fuck Mary Kill. I'm gonna let you kick things off and then I'll I'll give you the assist. Okay, okay. So I, I tried to take mine from the, the spirit of the topic and uh okay. I chose to go with Tyler Perry's leading men because they could be queer, they could be straight. He you know, he has a type. So okay. so um uh three guys I have uh, Lance Gross from Temptation. He was also in House of Pain and Stars. Okay. I almost annoyance. picked him for my list. See, we always, <laughs> we always there, bro. We always, I actually scratched him off. Okay. Oh, word. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Uh, then we have from the family that praised uh, Rockman Dunbar, who was also in Soul Food, the TV show. Who's going to pay Jabari's room? Kaylin, <laughs> are you going to pay Jabari's room right fast? Ah, oh man, uh, Darcy and Darnell with, and then uh, from a fall from grace, we have Micah Brooks, who was Michael. famously eggs and True Blood. What else was he? Oh, what he yeah. Okay. Oh, nigga. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got Micah Brooks. We got Rock Dunbar. We got Lance Gross. I'm trying. To, okay. So the gold digger in me is jumping out first. Uh, <laughs> None of these niggas got money, money. I mean, like, I mean, they got tier C money. So, I mean, tier C is like we still flying commercial. Um, the house isn't paid off. Um, mm-hmm. a few acting gigs away from you know you having to do dancing with the stars. So, ah, uh, I'm going. I'm a Mary. Rockman Dunbar because like if I were to have a type which I don't have a type I think Mm -hmm. physically and the characters that he's portrayed he would be my ideal Um, yeah I've loved everything that I've seen him in and I think he's done um, a few queer roles and I love his interpretation of those roles where it wasn't the stereotypical gay man that we get in those spaces so I'm going to fuck him. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to marry him. Um, and then I'm going to flip it. But more down, I'm going to tell you what that hat. I feel like that sex going to hit. I'm <laughs> going to fuck Makad Brooks. Yes. Woo! I, he just gives me nasty spit in my butthole energy. <laughs> for it. I, I bring on the debauchery. And hey. by default, I'm going to kill Lance Gross, and it's nothing against Lance Gross, but given the selection, it's just by default. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I like sex is gonna hit. I feel like Rockman is passionate, enjoys missionary, enjoys like foreplay, and it wants to kiss, and I'm okay with that because it's Rockman. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I feel like with Makad, it's nasty, it's handcuffs, it's, you know, the occasional kink, and we're not going to go there. We'll have those conversations that I message like we typically do, <laughs> but we're not going to go there on the podcast. Leave something for ourselves. And then I feel like <laughs> with Lance, I feel, where I find Lance attractive, I feel like he's a I know my body type of nigga. Mm. I feel like two <laughs> out of three times you're going to get a surprise. Um, and we're talking about the oh, crayon. No. I, I just I get that vibe. I get I can't I can't take it. I might paint you, 
and he's going to put his hands out for you to stop. So I don't know. It, handsome is all get out, Yikes. but I don't get sexual prowess from him. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Okay. Yeah, two out of three times. Like, the first time, it's a little bit. The second time, it's like, bro, I told you I would be here at 2.35 a.m. That water should have run clear by the time I get here. I'm, oh, just, saying. Man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Over here with this shit. Yo. Get out of here, bro. Oh, shit. Okay. So my theme for your fuck Mary kill, I'm I wanted to choose young black Hollywood. So all of my selections are under forty. So okay. our first selection, Alfred Enoch. Um, he Ooh. is best known for How to Get Away with Murder. He has been known for some of the Harry Potter films. Yeah, yeah. Um, our next. Selection, um, Aldous Hodge, who will be appearing yes. as Hawkman in Black Adam. Yes. Okay. He's also, he was actually the original Derwin on the game, and he did a mm-hmm. show on TNT Leverage with Timothy Hutton. Yes, which is that's my. Actually, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good show. Yes. And then, yes. last and certainly not least, Tristan Wilde from The Wire. From 90210. He also has a singing career. Um, he's been in, he's he was in um Red Tails also. Mm, why am I not? Why am I not bringing his face up? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, I keep getting him mixed up with I'm sorry, I'm gonna kill him. <clears throat> okay, so oh, okay. Fuck make <laughs> No, I like him. He has a big mouth. He has a pretty mouth. Um, let's see. Fuck Mary Kill. Damn it. I'm going to go with um uh, I'm going to fuck Alfred. Okay. Um I like him. I liked him in Harry Potter. I loved him in How to Get Away with Murder. He's very attractive, skinny, tall, lanky ass nigga. I wish he would do something else with his hair. Um I am attracted to him. So I'm going to fuck him. I'm going to marry Elders Hodge because okay. I've been following this nigga for years. I am right. marrying this nigga. He's going to be Hawkman. I was a fan in Leverage. That's what got me watching it was him. Right. All these crazy white people robbing banks and then this black nerd nigga in the chair with the inventions. Definitely in that motherfucker body after prepare Again, you say what you want about these common companies. Once he was... Um, once it was expo- exposed, came out that he was Hawkman, Hawkman right. or whatever. I child, that motherfucker. Oh my god! Let me tell you that nigga. Ooh. Yeah, I'm a marry him. Um, and then Tristan, I'm going to kill just by same, same before, just by the other two choices that are there. He's very attractive as well, and I feel like with his thick ass, he. I feel like he dishes on the regular. <laughs> I feel like you can just run up in that. I, yeah, and, I feel like, uh, I feel like he's more yeah. yeah, I, I feel, feel like, like he gives me, can my friend join? I yes, feel like you know what? He, yes, your friend can join. Yes, yes he on. can. Yes. <laughs> okay. He gives me, can my friend join or can you bring your boy with you? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, both are okay. Yeah, both are acceptable. You get double penetrated. I'm for that. I feel like he's I'm a nasty true. nigga. Yes. And so I'm always down for the nasty. You're freaking, you know what I'm saying? Get on, on the roof or under a car. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, <laughs> uh, Alfred, uh, it could go one or two ways. I think he's really like really passionate, very sensitive. Uh-huh. I feel like he's a uh, effeminate, which that works for me too. Because I, oof, yeah, and he's sm- yeah. small enough that I can fold you up like a pretzel, and I feel like you won't complain about whatever the hell we do. And I feel right. like on the opposite end, he's very extreme and into fetishes, dom sub play, put a yep. fucking dog collar and chain around his neck, one of them harnesses, and hang that nigga from the ceiling. I feel I like, oh uh, yeah, I'm 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 with that now. Aldis, Aldis, Hodge, Mister Hodge, Mister Hodge Coleman. I feel like he just fucks good. There's no way, like I've seen him in little romance scenes with the with the Parker chick, the white hair, white blonde hair, blue eyed chick on Leverage. Yeah, and I was like, all right, y'all got a little something. It's kind of look campy, corny, but I can just see him. Fucking like a motherfucker that's been in prison. Right, I can see it. I, can see I feel it. like he fucks really good. But I, I mean, fucking, I ain't getting fucked. It's like he does a really exceptional job. And with exceptional, all that, exquisite, unique, <laughs> versatile man. I'm here for it. Ah, uh, yeah, yes, yes. Fully versed, fully versed. I feel like, and he's 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 honed his craft over the years uh, by being in Hollywood and fuck with all these like Diddy types, these motherfuckers that's. Gay but not gay, but no, I feel like he fucks really, really well. Right. And I'm not, I don't have too many kinks and fetishes I choose to share on the show. However, he has nice feet. And I'm gonna let y'all <laughs> listeners do with that what you will. Take right. the information however you want, but I feel like that motherfucker got nice feet, and that does it for me. Okay. I like that. All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely <laughs> was. I was definitely shocked by that. So. <laughs> so you want to sandwich it and go into the topic and then close things yeah. out with the podcast? Sound good. Sound good to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we talked about this. It's funny because a lot of our topics come from us just sharing, you know, our lives with each other. So I wanted to yeah. kind of go over the gay, straight dynamic, everything under that umbrella, like your experiences with those type of dynamics how you feel the outside world looks at those dynamics, and then you can share what you feel comfortable with. If you've had any straight boy crushes, you know, mm-hmm. over your lifespan, and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to open the floor to you, and then I'm going to jump in. Um, yeah. Uh, I went that gay shit. Fuck straight <laughs> niggas. No. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting, man. We're from a certain time where shit, shit has, has changed Right, drastically. I feel like in the last like ten years or so, and I'm all, I'm grateful for it. I'm happy for the young kids coming up and the old niggas who now have a certain level of security or freedom. But shit was different back in the day, and um, I've I've never had. Well, let me not necessarily say never. I haven't. I come from a pretty large family, even though my nuclear family is pretty small. So I have shit ton of cousins. Like my right. mom, one of her aunts has sixteen kids. In her generation. So, like, think of how many cousins I got just from them alone. So, I've right. like, been around men, straight men, straight presenting, masculine men has always been just the norm for me. Right. Um, they're going through puberty, figuring out the gay shit, figuring out, what, you know, who you want to fuck and who you don't and whatnot. That's been a journey. But it's it's one of those, my relationship, when I say relationship, I mean friendly, platonic, right. romantic, otherwise, with men who identify as heterosexual has always been a funny and interesting thing because a lot of the queerness that is about 
me right does not seem to factor in until the relationship i have with a man again platonic romantic or whatever straight mm-hmm. presenting man is observed by the outside okay. by um let's say a woman who's attracted to him and like they have a chance with him or just um uh, even other gay niggas who might not see, they see us and then you assume a certain thing. So I say all that as a roundabout way of saying I've never, um, can't recall too many times where I've had an a issue with being friends with a straight guy. Um, I ran with a group in the eighth grade that were very other side of the tracks, for lack of, lack of a better term. And I was clearly the queer one. I, I, my, my mannerisms and actions were a lot different than, I'm the same person, but they're a lot different from what I am today. Right. And that, it it was brought up, but it was never, for me to hear about something negative, it was always after the fact. It was always a, an accident that I've overheard this thing and it was already nipped in a bud. So there's probably a lot of shit that's going on behind the scenes that I just didn't know about because of the caliber of men that I was always around. Right. Um, uh, I haven't, I don't know. So I've had just regular friends in college from work, from school, from the neighborhood, because we just did regular shit. Right. Play basketball, color, watch Power Rangers together, shit like that. And the most pushback or negativity that I can recall from the top of my head has been when there has been a woman involved. Right. Um, a woman who feels some type of way about you hanging out with this guy, but because of the way that I carry myself, just by naturally being me, I I don't take this as a compliment, but I understand where it's coming from. Where I'll get, oh, I didn't even know that you was queer, that you right. fuck with niggas or whatever, and I'm like, okay, I get what you're saying, and I get that you think that's some type of compliment, but I'm literally just being me. So when that news comes out, then there becomes this whole thing where like, well, why are you friends with him? Well, bitch, before you knew, you thought me and him was the same motherfucking person. Right. <laughs> quiet as it's kept, we still do the same type shit, you know, but so I've, I found that for me, in my experience, that's been the biggest issue, mm-hmm. or the most immediate issue, is my relationship with um, cisgender or heterosexual men when it's observed from from a woman or from someone who wants his time and attention. And I'm like, bitch, you got him. I, this ain't my nigga. This my nigga, but this ain't my nigga. You know what I'm saying? So right. That's been the big, and that's always so, it's such a sad thing. And it's like, damn, bitch, we all could be cool. Like, I don't, you don't have to hate me because I don't, I don't know. I just find it odd. That's been my experience. It's unfortunate. Even well into my big grown age, I've dealt with this. I'm like, okay, okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else to do. I'm just being my goddamn self, and I'm making friends along the way. And that is, that's where we we are. <laughs> okay. So let me let me um, ask this, and then I'm gonna kind of share my whole experience. So have you ever experienced that whole stereotypical thing of when I guess you have to have that conversation to let someone know that you're queer and they're like, yeah, we can be cool, but just don't fall for me. Mm, I haven't had that. I had actually the exact opposite. And this is like in my adult years, I was working with a guy um, when I worked in a factory 
and we were really cool. I mean, hanging out, we, so we were one of the only two black folks in there, so we naturally gravitated towards each other. Right. But um, once everything came out, it was like, oh, okay, well, you know, what are we going to drink today? Because we used to drink on the job. And that was that. So I've, 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 I've seen that, not only on TV, but in real life, but it hasn't been my, it, not from a friend. Now, I've had that conversation with, like, random classmates, and right. that's happened before. And that's back in my day of, like, throwing hair because i was quick to fight back in the day and so that's where that came from oh we um, know not a friend. it was someone yeah <laughs> ATL Marie, what's yeah, up, bro? I, I, I know you listening <laughs> <laughs> yeah so no 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 back then i had i did oh this shit i had a nigga clarence i remember oh my god clarence me and this nigga uh eighth grade same math class had a math teacher who i was low-key attracted to um this nigga helping a bitch excuse me, helping a young lady in front of me. And you know how teachers, how they bend down a little bit because kids is short. He helping homegirl out with her work. Me and Clarence are one seat behind him next to each other. I'm drawing or writing or something. Clarence taller than me, maybe six, three, six, four. I'm, I don't know, maybe five, eight, nine. He grabs my hand, smacks the teacher on the ass with my hand. The teacher turned and looked at me. I'm horrified. I stood up and I whooped this nigga's ass. I put my hands around his neck and I beat the fuck out of hell. Oh my God, bro. I was so <laughs> so so that straight nigga didn't do that again. So um, Okay. But yeah, my bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, my bad. But no, no, I haven't um I haven't gotten that friends. It's always been a friend of a friend. It's always been a nigga that's like outside of my circle of right. um friendship shit just some nigga that's around because we got mutual friends that come but it's never been from a friend of mine mm -hmm. okay so i always find that trope to be interesting because my thing is this a lot of the times these men that say these things are not conventionally huh. attractive <laughs> i'm like if women are not falling for you, you why would you think that gay men are going to flock to you like just because we are gay men does not mean we are lusting after every man let alone every straight man a lot of y'all don't wipe y'all ass a lot of y'all have dingleberries a lot of y'all uh, have a ring of danger in your scalp. why would you and some of y'all just not good looking like i'm not being funny yeah. but some of y'all are just not good yeah. looking so for you to think mm -hmm. that we are lusting after y'all hang it up delicious it's not happening. It's, just, it's not going to happen. And I've always hated that. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like come on, really? I can have, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to flex. I can have a selection of who I want to deal with. Why would I want to deal with you? I'm not these new gays that love to pine after straight men or they love that DL effect and they love the allure and it, DL just is the glossy thing mm -hmm. and it glosses over everything else. To me, that's whack. Um, yeah. But to kind of go in to share my whole story with things, I've always just fit it. Like I've always just like getting where I fit in. Like uh, for the most part of my life, like it, it's always been, I've always either been the minority or the, the only black or Latino person or mm -hmm only queer person so I, i've always been around um 
heterosexual, straight presenting men. And every I've never mm-hmm. had an issue where, you know, they have a problem with my sexuality. And if they did have a problem with my sexuality, that ain't none of my business. Because if you are presenting or you're giving me an olive branch and we're right. being friends, we're doing things at work or we're doing things at school or we're doing things, you know, extracurricular activities and we're hanging out, they've always treated me like one of the guys. And I've always been like this. I'm a guy's guy. I'm a girl's guy. Like, I feel like I'm just universal that I'm going to adapt to my surroundings and I'm going to be cool. So, you know, straight men have always been cool with me. Now, the straight men that haven't been cool with me, they haven't been friends. They've just been homophobic assholes, which that's going Mm. to happen. Like, you're not, I feel like as a gay man in our age group, you we're gonna we face that or we're gonna face that in our lives that we're gonna have those situations where we have to deal with homophobia coming from people that we don't particularly know and they're just lashing out because they don't like gays and that's what they Mm -hmm. see which my when i had soundcloud my soundcloud dms always saying baggage don't belong in podcasting i'm like you send this every three weeks leave me alone but um so yeah i'm just like the dynamic my thing is we i've always said this and my whole identifier is i am a man before i am anything else so everything else on the list the black the cuban the gay this that and the third those are well down the list so when i interact with people it's on a people level like mm-hmm. i don't care if you're gay i don't care if you're whatever you are as long as you cool and you're not musty we're gonna be fine like, is we good until we not good. And if we not good, it's going to be because of you and your actions and your exhausting, draining behavior. It's never going to be me because I give everyone the benefit of the doubt. And I, I assume, and maybe that's my naivete, that everyone is going to give me the benefit of the doubt to just understand. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there have been comments that are like, oh, you're not like most gay guys. And I, I don't think they understand. They think this is a compliment or they think this is this is something good and I get it, but I'm not here to police and I'm here to right. you know, tell people how they should maneuver. But I, I get that a lot. And I'm like, okay, like, oh, you don't wear dresses and you don't wear makeup. No, I don't. And I don't sing and I don't dance and I don't crochet and I don't do a lot of things. So I, I, I yeah. think it's just ignorance. I think those things come from a place of ignorance, not malice, but more so ignorance because if you're not, you know, subjected to that lifestyle or the people from that lifestyle, or I hate using that term, but it's it's hard to digest. So when you kind of use a blanket approach and you treat everyone as if they're a person and an individual, it's great. So what I will say is um, I've never in my real life, I want to say I've maybe had two straight boy crushes and they were always at like a part like a part-time <laughs> gig and i'm like and but i'll have a crush on okay someone. i think in my head i would tear that ass up but i've never like outwardly uh. said anything because my thing is this i don't ever want to make anyone uncomfortable because i don't like being uncomfortable so i'm never going to do mm. that now have straight present you say let me take this back have straight acting or straight presenting men have they mm. flirted with me yes they have and i'm only going to take it so far mm-hmm. i'm gonna let you leave 
So you'll never say, oh, John tried to turn me up. No, no, no. I'll follow your lead. <laughs> Risky, if you want to flirt, that's cool. I will say this. I have been hit on more. It's so crazy because I've been, I get hit on more by women than I do mm-hmm. gay or queer men, but I also yeah. get approached and hit on by more straight, married, that kind of DL nigga, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say DL because they want to say mm-hmm. they're straight. Then I have men of like our stature. So it's it's always interesting. And if you say you identify as straight, I'm going to let you identify as straight. I'm, I'm not here to tell you mm-hmm. how to identify or how to move right. or how to move your, live your life. So I'm just like, okay, you say you're straight, but you are coming at me on something that's a little more mm-hmm. than ironic, a little flirtatious. Yeah homoerotic undertones and i'm like okay mm-hmm. so i'm just like all yep. right i mean that's what it is like I, i'm never gonna make any like i said I'm, I'm gonna always emphasize i'm never gonna make anyone uncomfortable if you feel comfortable because for some reason people get really comfortable when i'm like when we're friends or we're and that's cool because i, I want you to if we're friends and we have a good rapport, I want you to be super comfortable with me. What I don't like is people Mm -hmm. trying to get comfortable with me that I don't know or that I don't care for. It's like, I don't know you like that. Why are you trying to get so comfortable? That has always been my pet peeve. But if we're (laughs) friends or we have this rapport and you get comfortable, I want you to be comfortable as long as you're not creepy. So if you share these things, I get it. I understand it. Um, The whole straight gay man dynamic it's all right. Like, I, I don't give it much thought. It's just, I look at it as a dynamic. But when we break it up, we dichotomize things. There, It is, sometimes it is straight and gay or whatever, but what have you. So, um, I mean, it's interesting. I will definitely say I've noticed the change over the last 20 years. It's definitely more mm-hmm. fluid and more acceptable, let's say now, than it was 20 years ago, 10 years ago, it was, it really wasn't much progress from 10 years, from 20 years ago to 10 years ago, but it's definitely, we made strides from 10 years ago to now. So I think that is mm-hmm. good. Now, I don't know how things are going to be in the next 10 years. I'm yeah. really not thinking about it because in the next 10 years, I'm almost being 50. And I ain't thinking, I ain't really thinking about new friends and shit like that. So by the time mm-hmm. 10 years rolls around, like everybody that I'm friends with will have, I've been friends with them for 20 plus years, 10 plus years, yeah. 10 plus years. So I'm not really thinking about that as I go into this next chapter in the next 10 years. Okay. All right. Ooh. So let's get into well. our fan <laughs> casting. I, I'm ready for this because I, I know. I don't, I don't know who you're going to pick, but I, I'm just excited to present this, fan, my, my fan okay. cast. But I'm going to let you kick things off, and then I'm going uh, to give you the cast. Hmm. Wait, wait. So, let's see. Ugh, so, we was going with... Uh, I... Oh, that's too many people. Okay, so 
I, my mind immediately went to comics, and so I've been knee deep in Generation X for the last like week, and I've so I've been trying to scale. Down. Nigga, nigga, scale. you not nigga. You are not about to say what I think. I'm about not. I, I can't. There's too many. There's too many goddamn people, man. <laughs> I'm trying but, to. But what, I'm, what, I'm, are, what are we? What are we? What are we? fan casting, Rain? See, I wanted to do Generation X. Nigga, get out of my like, brain. Get out of people. my brain. <laughs> Bro, that's so many goddamn yeah. people. Uh, but I mean shit, I'm I'm with it. That's that's where I've been. I've been on my comic shit for the last week. That worked. Oh Lord. And I've been binging Generation X. But that's a lot of goddamn people fail. So my alternate was like Fantastic Four, but like that's a lot of people for generation. <laughs> okay, so hold on. Let, let me let me let us flip it because I, I I have my list. I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick things off for our fan casting. That'll give you time to pick which what you, you want to narrow okay. <laughs> So because I see you on the timeline, because I'm very familiar with you, um, I actually wrote this down last <laughs> recording. My fan casting is actually for Generation X. Um, so. I'm going oh, to give you the characters. <laughs> right. I will give you the characters. Oh. And you tell me who you would cast in the role. All right. All right. Our first, we, we, we got to go with boss bitch energy. Emma Frost, the white queen. Okay. Next, we have... Everyone's favorite song, <sighs> Mutants from Ireland, aka Mortimer Tiger side piece, Banshee. Uh, we have Come Puzzling for Jubilee. Um, <laughs> we have Husk, M, Mondo, and Sink. So, whatever order, let me know who you want to cast them in. You can choose whatever era you want. Um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, well, I'll start with uh, Jubilee because you know, you, you're not a fan. Like, yeah, out of the way. <laughs> um, for me, I, I would have to go with the uh, not the original, but the um, white woman, the last. No, oh no, not her, please. No, no, the I have to go with uh, Laura, Laura Condor. I think that's her name. I, it's her so funny. I wrote that down that you will probably say her. That's exactly who you picked. Yeah, yeah. I, I have, have to. She um she was cast as Jubilee in the what the fuck was that last one? The one that said the nineties. Was that Dark Apocalypse? Phoenix? No, yeah, that one of them hell. But they didn't use her. And when she was in Deadly Class, this bitch was the lead. She was whooping ass, doing her stunts, playing with swords. Oh, but, like, so I'm like, you know, if we gonna if we're gonna cast. So give this motherfucker a chance to do what she was supposed to do. And so I would cast Laura, Laura Condor as Jubilee. Because she's like, man, this, this I, I, I would have liked yeah. to see her more into the story, but I I was I would have liked a shorter, edgier cut and not all of that hair and that the jacket all the time. So I, I Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Know. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. I'm here for your jubilee. Ah, okay. And then I don't know many young Samoan actors, 
Um, the only one that comes to mind is KJ Apple, who plays Archie in Riverdale, but he's he's very white presenting, so I wouldn't want him. Um, I think I would have to age him up. Um, and it's going to sound weird because they're supposed to be teenagers, but it turns out Mondo was never really a part of the team. I would go with The Rock. I would go with The Rock. Okay. Um, I feel like it is silly enough. And when, when he did the Jumanji shit and he played, he played a young boy. Yeah, he played that young nerdy boy in yep. his adult body. I think he did a really good job. So I don't know if they what they would do with the, you know, direction of whatever movie or whatnot. But I think he would do a really good job being a teenager amongst other teenagers. And he's the only one that looks like a grown ass man. Okay, I can see it. So we'll go with The Rock. Yeah. Um, for Husk. Anna Taylor-Joy, that white bitch, let me tell you. Let me tell you something about white women. That <laughs> motherfucker right there, she was in the Queen's Gambit. She played uh-huh. uh, Ileana Rasputin in New Mutants. She uh, is from the M. Night Shyamalan Split and Mr. Glass trilogy type shit. Right. I love her as an actress. I feel like that motherfucker is... She gonna be one of them big-name male street types. She, I just... I. I just like her that much. I'm biased, right. but I think Anna Taylor Joy would do a damn good job as Husk. And okay. she's a she, she's a funny looking white woman. She's not like whatever, but I think she'd do good. Um, Banshee. I have to look this nigga up, but there is a show called Outlander. It's on Netflix. The first like three seasons. Right. Some some chick go back in time to Scottish. I don't know, 1800s or some shit. I'm I'm uh, looking him up now. He is. A this nigga for Banshee. He's a handsome white nigga. In the show, I think he's Irish or Scottish. I don't know my geography. Don't judge me. Whatever. He's whatever the fuck that is over there. His name is Sam Hugan. And he okay. plays Jamie Frazier. And this nigga, when I hear him and when I see him, I see 90s Generation X Banshee. I think he will fucking kill it. Okay, this nigga. Yes. Um... Let's see, Emma Frost. This uh, ah, this bad bitch number one. Like this, is a badass white woman. I this is the hardest for me because there's so many white women to choose from. Um, and I want to actually skew extremely older, um, just to get okay. Actually, let me run that back. I have two choices. I would want to go with a Meryl Streep because I feel okay. like she's a fantastic actress. I love the way she was portrayed in uh, Devil Wears Prada. However, I would choose Angela Bassett. I would choose Angela Bassett to be White Queen. I would. I, I just. I feel like. I feel like she could pull it off. And if we're going to race being anybody, I hate to make her not white because she's one of the one characters that I'm like, yeah, I think a badass white woman should play her, but. I really feel like um, Angela Bassett would kill it, and her with that uh, that nigga from Outlander. I know they've never worked together, but I feel like them bitches would have chemistry. They would have fucking chemistry. Um, for M, there is a girl from Gossip Girl reboot, and I'm okay. going purely off of um, her attitude and her look. I don't think she physically does not fit the M role. However, if we're looking at teenagers, um, her name on the show is Monet. She is Savannah Lee Smith. 
That's her name. And the character she plays in Gossip Girl is so close to how M was in the comics that I would love to see her with like some lifting a building over your head. And she's such a slight little girl. She's not a muscular woman like she, she, uh, she, uh, so her, that's all day. Her, I think Savannah is a perfect casting. And Saint, oh, this is my last, this is my favorite. This is my all time favorite fucking character. Um, Oh, I would honestly go with, and I don't know how their ages match up, the young boy from, um, what's the shit? Um, Stranger Things. Okay, this I know nigga, exactly. And mainly because his features, he looks like a black person. Like he has black features, undeniably black ass features. Even if he yeah. was light-skinned, this nigga looks black. And I want a nigga that's just, mixed with black and black black all the way through i would right. i don't know i know he's young but i don't know if he's like 19 or if he's like 16 but i would love right. for him to play that role i think he would do a damn good job okay so, i'm impressed yeah, by your right. cast <laughs> yo <laughs> yo so yeah that's my shit so who, who you got me who what am i casting Oh my God! I uh, now after all of that shit, so it's down to Fantastic Four. I'm thinking of four bitches: um, Doctor Doom, Valeria, and Franklin. Uh, oh, I'm yeah, I'm gonna stay there. Uh, oh, you're not, you're not for this white family. You're not, not yeah, okay, <laughs> okay, John, wait, wait. All right, so yeah, let's 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 stay in there. Even and bring in we can bring in your girl Alicia. I think that was her name. Uh, yeah, okay. Washington play. <laughs> so for Fantastic Four for Victor Von Doom, I am going to cat. Let me tell. Okay. So, Liev Shriver from Ray Donovan, from Sabretooth from the Wolverine originals, yes. I think he's imposing enough to be Dr. Doom. I don't mm. think you necessarily have to have an accent for Dr. Doom, but I would like Liev Shriver for Dr. Doom. Um, for Sue Storm, I actually want, because I'm going older, so... I love Leslie Bibb. I want mm. her more in the Marvel MCU. Yes, she's Christine Everhart in the Iron Man. Yes, she was on What If. I think she would work yeah. for me for Sue Storm. So okay. for Johnny Storm. Huh, I don't know. Oh, let me see. For Johnny Storm, I'm gonna go with Chase Crawford uh, from mm. Gotham World, Nate, Ar- Nate Archibald. I'm gonna go with him for Johnny Storm. Um, for Reed Richards, I'm 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 gonna switch it up for Reed Richards. I'm gonna go with Henry Simmons. 
I would love mm, okay. a because if Kang is gonna be black, I feel like Reed should be black. So I'm gonna go with Henry Simmons. I would love to see the balance between him and um Leslie Bibb for Sue and Reed. And then for mm. the thing, I am going to go for um he's already in the MCU, but I feel like with mm. Guardians ending, and my thing is this if we if Emma Chan can be in Captain Marvel and then be in mm-hmm. the Eternals, why can't David Bautista mm-hmm. be the thing? Mm, and, yep. Fantastic. Why not? I mean, I know it's it's, it's almost like typecasting, but I think he would. I think he would really deliver. Mm -hmm. So I agree. For Franklin, for Franklin, I don't. I don't know young kids. All right, so we're um we're gonna age them up to teenagers because their parents are in their forties. Um. Ooh. Damn, I don't know any kids. Um, all right, so because I don't know any kids, uh, let's take that boy from Iron Man 2, the weird kid. Oh, yeah, the young kid. Okay. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. take, I don't know his name. His name is irrelevant. He's just some white boy. He can be Franklin <laughs> Richards. Um, actually, no, because Sue yeah. and okay, he don't have, never mind. Let me take that back. Um, actually, you know what? Hold on. Let me see. Let me get his name first. Hold on, because I forgot we we mixed it up. Hold on. Uh, give me one second. Yeah. I want to give this boy his respect because I know who <laughs> I want to cast. It just came to me. So. Yeah. For Franklin, I am going to cast Miles Brown from Blackish as Franklin Richards. Oh, fuck. Okay. Because Reed is black okay. and he was white. Yeah. He, 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 yeah. he could give me a darker mixed race. Mm-hmm. You know. All right, yes, so for him, sure. I'm going to give him. For Franklin, and then okay. for let me think. For Valeria, let me see. All right, hold on. No, she's not going to just um. Valeria, who am I gonna cast for shit? Who's in that age group? Okay, you're familiar with Stranger Things, right? Yeah. Okay, so remember Eric the the little girl Erica? The little black girl? Uh Erica. Yes, yes. I'm gonna cast her as Valeria. Uh, what is her name? Um, you know what? Yes, yes. Uh, Pri- Priya, what's her name? Priya, it's somewhere to pee. Uh, 
I think it's Priya. All right, hold I on. I think it's Priya. Yeah, it's Priya Ferguson. Priya Ferguson. Okay. Um, Erica Sinclair from Changing Things. She's going to be mm -hmm. Valeria. And okay. I am going to cast Kerry Washington as Agatha <laughs> You know what's coming, nigga. You know what's coming. Okay. Kerry okay. Washington <laughs> is going to be. I love Catherine Hahn, but I feel like Kerry Washington will be great for for this for this telling as Agatha Harkness because you know she was the, uh -huh. what she was Franklin's governess. Definitely see that. I can definitely see that. Yeah. Yes. God damn. Especially now that we have Agatha in the MCU, so there's something to play off of. Right. Like if if you want to go that exact route, it's shit a black uh, Agatha variant. Nigga, yes, we could, you, we could definitely do that. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, and see Catherine Hahn and Carrie Washington together. Oh, that would that would I would fucking know. Yeah, that's okay. Come on, nigga. Let me I, 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 I came up. I, the Fantastic yeah. Four has not my favorite, but not my least favorite. I would say <laughs> I would like I like the Fantastic prior to the movies. Yeah, it was. Yeah. X Men the Mutants, Fantastic Four, then the Avengers. No, I'm sorry. It was yeah, X Men sure. the Mutants, Spider Man, Fantastic Four, then the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes but, sense. Damn. But yeah, so that would be my fan cast. And so the spotlight is on you, Mr. Coleman. It is your time to plug your stuff, talk yeah. your shit. Bad, bad, bad. All right, so well, thanks again, John, for having me. This is I love this fucking show, man. Every month, um, you can catch me on Twitter, Carefree Blurred, Carefree Black Nerd, everywhere else. Uh, on the timeline, putting out shows, collaborating with folks. Um, and if you like our by chance, the Generation X fan slash Stan, check me out on the other Twitter account, which is SLTM Pod. Nothing but Generation X shit all day, every day. So if you're into that, check me out. Yo, um, and shit here every fucking month. Come every back month. for this good shit. Rated five fucking stars. Anything less than five, why are you rating? Rate this shit five stars. Um, yeah, that's me, man. That's that's me here. Well, Ray, I want to thank you so that. much. I want to thank you uh, for making this the success it was. Because, like I said before, it wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for you the dynamic, the chemistry. Y'all, you can't right. manufacture this type of flow. At all. So At all. It's been a blast. We will be back for November for November's issue of Gay Side Stories. Mm -hmm. uh, chaos magic. That's all I got. So <laughs> until next time, we'll see you guys later.